Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, our mild-mannered podcasters were bombarded by gamma rays, bitten by radioactive bugs, mutated by toxic waste, irradiated with cosmic rays, born into a world that doesn't understand them. First issue. All right, we are back uh, for another episode of our Women in Comics Week, and this week we are joined by two very special guests. We have Kelly Sudakonic and Emma Rios. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you guys for inviting us. <laughs> um, so uh, you guys have worked together uh, a few times in the past, and you guys are working together uh, again right now. Um, what is it like uh, working together? What is your process like? And... Um, has your relationship as a you know uh, as a team uh how's it changed since uh, in the multiple times you've worked together well um i start or yeah sure start? go ahead so, okay i start i don't know from since the beginning Kelly and i got along really well when we started working in osborne and you know i was so comfortable working and talking with her about you know, my stuff or what I have in mind or the things I like, uh, we started, you know, to to become friends very, very fast somehow. So in the end, you know, when she, when she proposed the creator own thing, it was just after Osborne. So it's, it's been a while since we, we took this decision to do something together on our own. And, you know, I didn't hesitate for a moment because, you know, I... I I come from, I, I did my own comics before, before working in Marvel or in, or before starting in the American market, I don't know, and all this stuff. And I really wanted to do something, you know, uh, independent. And I really want to, to have, you know, a nice partner. And, you know, it was like, I didn't hesitate for a moment to, to say yes, because I, I really found her very close to my point of view about comics and about you know the world in general um yeah and we like a lot of stuff uh, that was the same we started talking very soon about you know pink violence and Michael Kaji and you know yeah. the western stuff and all that so yeah and during this time uh, the good thing was that you know we we even if we weren't talking, uh, weren't talking much, or weren't working together in the same stuff at Marvel, for example, uh, we were able to keep in touch and to to talk from time to time and to speak about, you know, this supposed project that we were going to to build together. And it came, everything came so natural. And yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. It was like chemical or something like that you know like yeah. you know it was it was meant to be somehow and uh, yeah. yeah we just met once in new york and it was great we had each other and you know it was it was it was great you know there's things i i i think that we are quite lucky and very fortunate you know for for having met a a partner to work with and yeah 
And that's all. And I I feel very, very uh, blessed. Um, you know, I could not be a bigger fan of Emma's work. Um, she's, everything about what she puts on the page has so much passion. Um, I think it's, it's impossible, uh, you know, all, all of the, the silent moments, you know, the quiet moments are so loaded. I find um, when I'm, I'm writing for her, half the time, I, you know, I can take the dialogue out because everything that needs to be communicated is communicated in that image. It doesn't need words. And then just personally, it's, it's easy. It is uh, uh, effortless to communicate with her. We like the same things, the same, um, there was a, there was a point during, there was a point during, I think it was Captain Marvel when I had put something in a script and I made a note there to, yeah. s to Steve Wacker and was like, yeah, I know you hate this kind yeah, of thing, but I don't, I don't care. I'm putting it here anyway. And it was an acting note. Um, and yeah, it was, uh, yeah, you remember what it was? Yeah, I remember that. It, it was all about acting references, like how the characters were feeling inside. And yeah, I, I know that there are some artists that he, that complain about that, that how, how, how I'm supposed to reflect those thoughts, you know, with in just one panel or something like that. But right. for me, as... I think that both like to to work with subtle with very subtle expressions for the characters, and so that helps me a lot to to try to catch that small feeling, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's why yeah, I like working with you. Steve sort, of, <laughs> Steve sort of lectures me and is like, you know, um, and I get it, and I get it, and and I don't mean to to suggest that uh, that he's wrong. He's not wrong. He knows what he's doing. He's a great editor, but. For us, for our partnership, uh, this is a thing that we like. And his, his point is, you can't. Ex you know, he's like, you know, there are like two artists in the world who can who can capture that um, subtle of an expression. I'm like, yeah, but a Emma's one of them, <laughs> and and b even if they can't, you know, even if they they can't get everything across that you're talking about in that panel, I think helping the, in giving the artist as much information as you can so that they know what's going on inside of the head of the of the character is good i don't i don't see how too much information is bad myself but apparently anyway this is the thing he's trying to break me of and um and i've tried to 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 go back on it or uh, to pull back on it and emma and so in this in this particular panel i wrote like okay steve i know you hate this stuff but i'm putting it here anyway and emma <laughs> wrote me separately and was like I don't care if he hates it I like it so you keep doing it <laughs> and uh and it was like sweet like you know it was just one of those moments where it was like yeah it, we are very much on the same page and here's the thing that she did so th so this is the scene the scene is in the hospital and it's um uh Tracy Burke it's in um Captain Marvel five or six I don't recall I think it's six it's I think it's the opening of six and no, five, um, five, five, is it five? five. Okay. Yeah. Um, Tr Tracy's in the hospital and she has just had uh, chemo and um, or, or she's she's just had surgery rather or she's going she's going in for surgery. That's what it is. I'm sorry. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. um, and she's scared 
She's, uh, she's, you know, in a, in a cancer fight for her life and her friend is missing. Um, but she's Tracy and she's tough. And, um, and Jessica has come in and Jessica and Tracy don't really get along very well. And, um, and so what I, what I told, um, Emma was when you're, and I have an actor's background. So when you're, when you're playing a scene, you don't play crying, you play trying not to cry. So instead of like trying to push the emotion, you try to hold the emotion back because that's, that's the human reaction, you know, um, and particularly appropriate in this situation. So, uh, so I said, you know, what, what Tracy's trying to show us here is not, we don't want to see her being afraid. We want to see her trying not to be afraid. And then what Emma did was Emma took that note and she added a panel that wasn't in the script and it's an inset of uh, Tracy's finger. So you see Tracy talking and she's like, bah, 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 bah. But then there's this one inset panel that's a close-up on her hand and her knuckles are white. She's holding the sheet so tight. And that tells you everything about what's going on in that character's mind in that, in that panel that's maybe you know a 32nd of the page. Um, Everything we need to know is right there. And that is her gift. That is what Emma can do, you know? And I never, in a hundred million years, I would not have written that panel. Hmm. Yeah, but you wrote the feeling, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, the, the good thing is, <laughs> I mean, the good thing here is that uh, somehow it's true that it's, I'm probably, you know, one of, they're not, um, I mean, I, I, I don't know how to economize, okay? So when I'm doing a page, <laughs> when I do an page, and when I try to represent some kind of situation, just like that one, uh, for me, for example, you know, I didn't just face or just, uh, you know, uh, leaving it like that with a final panel just showing her mad, you know, and letting people to imagine, okay, that inside she was like so frightened and so sad. That, that, that didn't work exactly for me so is there is that moment when i when i started adding panels like the insets or details detail shots and you know that's something that not not many people they, they, this kind of stuff is 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 done a lot in manga but not that small normally they just use you know pages just for atmosphere and all that we we don't do that in in you know it's not that we are following that because, you know, we, we are more focused on the plot, you know, in this kind of comics we do. But, for example, also, we, you know, we are working with 20, 20 24 pages comic books, so it's not the same. But right. you, can, you can get that decompression or that atmospheric uh, stuff by adding small panels or choosing, you know, the, the shots you, you draw. Not just like, you know, eyes or mouths or faces or you, sometimes you can, you know, draw just the hands or to draw just the lamp or just the cigarette or whatever, you know, like details. Yeah. And that, that shows a lot of the characters more than, you know, most of the time more than a face or, or you know, or even a, a, a word or a caption or something like that. Yeah. So... I, I yep. think it's it's fascinating. I think we actually have, and I, I have to. I might be imagining this. I'd have to go back and look. But I think there's a, a 
I think there is a shot in in Pretty Deadly where <laughs> it would be a shot of the blind character's eyes, except it's not. You see his, his bandages and his forehead because yeah. we don't see his eyes, which is like, I love that. That's so... Yeah. Um, like, oh, we, you see the tension in his face, but you can't see his eyes, which would be ordinarily what we would rely on to communicate that information, you know? Hmm. Yeah, it's it's cool. I, I think that we are pretty much in the same place that there. And that, you know, it's that it's our boys working together, you know. This stuff always yeah. comes up. And, for example, it doesn't come to me that often when working, for example, with other people or, you know, yeah. it's, it's different. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I have, I've been very lucky with the artists that I've worked with, but I don't get the like bouncing in my seat experience as much uh, as I as I do with Emma with anything. Um, and there's just a real, um, uh, it, it, it's 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 uh, uh, she's my work wife, you know. Um, <laughs> that's what uh, uh, that's how that that's how Matt describes. Um, uh, uh, Hawkeye's relationship with uh, uh, with Black Widow versus his relationship with uh, uh, um, oh my god I'm so deep nerd right now I'm sorry <laughs> uh, versus his relationship with with uh, with, with Spider Woman um, it's like oh it's you know it's his work wife that's the one who like knows everything he's gonna do and like is really in tune with him for 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 the job that's an Emma. <laughs> I just proposed. Oh, perfect couple. <laughs> no, I'm making jokes all the time about the dream team thing. But I mean, it's a dream team for me because, you know, it's very comfortable to work with you and all that stuff. So, you know, when I said that, I said that in that way. But some, some I, I remember once mentioning in an interview and I said, okay, that was quite arrogant, maybe, or may have sounded like that, and it was not, I was, I, I didn't, I didn't mean that, you know, but, but yeah, yeah, to me, this is like a dream team, I, I, I hope we can work together for, for long, and do more and more pretty deadly yeah. and all that. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and we've talked before, like, you know, there are, there are, um, I, I have some, I have some pages, uh, uh, here, uh, some work that Emma's doing on a project of her own that's amazing is that's Emma's like um, you know Emma doesn't doesn't need a writer it's uh, you know our partnership is uh, is a thing that that create you know creates its own it's it, it, it it's it's its own creator like our our partnership makes its own work and it's work that I love and um, and a relationship that I value but she by no means needs to work with a writer. She has, she is the whole package all by herself, you know? Um, and so, uh, you know, we've talked, be uh, because we are friends and we have gotten to the point where we don't just talk about the book, but we, we talked about other things that we want to do, um, aspirations that we have, you know, other projects that we want to work on. And, mm. um, and I hope that, as we go off and do our own things separately that we can continue to come back and, uh, and, and work with, with one another over the years. Um, and as slow as, as I am, it'll be over the years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course it will. I, I'm sure it will. I mean, yeah, well, it's true that I have some, some ambition on right and draw my own stuff from time to time, but you know, that's, it's not that I see myself doing an ongoing on my own, things like that. You know, I, is that, 
I have small stories I, I want to tell and I hope I can I can do that, you know. But I need to mix that with working with, with the team because, you know, it's not that I'm a writer or I don't don't feel like write to other people or some things like that. No, it's just more intimate things or you know, it's different. Yeah. And yeah, and I enjoy it's the like a, a di- like work, you know. Di- like yeah. working different muscle groups, you know. <laughs> Like, you know how, like, at the gym, you have to, like, you're supposed to, you, you train one muscle group one day and one muscle group another day. It's like that. It's like, you know, working in a partnership trains one muscle group and then working on your own trains another. Yeah, it's, it's different. It's, it's totally different, you know. And I don't know. I, you know, lately I, I feel so happy doing this thing, you know. Like, oh, good. Good, good. Very, yeah, I love my job and I think, I feel like, suddenly I have a lot of opportunities of doing things that I really like and yeah you know it's like good times so yeah Hmm. um I have a question here for you guys uh from one of our uh friends and listeners um so it's our women in comics week and uh friend Zach Kinsella he uh is a writer and an artist and I'm gonna try and explain this as best as I can um in regards to writing female characters it's from my point of view that there's been a strong leaning to the only label a female as strong. So as a guy, how would you go about writing a character that's not only strong, but is multifaceted without being construed as it being sexist? Um, and he says, because while I admire strong women, I really love a lot of other qualities, including flaws. So I just want to know how to write one of the female characters without her being forced into one description. And that goes into art as well. Like, how do you draw a character with flaws and, you know, just kind of give that character a real, really well-rounded look. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think this is rocket scientists, rocket science rather. Um, uh, l- look, I, I don't know what, I don't know what strong female character means anymore. I thought I understood the concept, but apparently I don't. Um, uh, my my notion of uh, what that phrase meant was that it was a strong characterization, not literally a strong woman. Um, uh, Captain Marvel is a strong is literally a strong woman because she's a superhero. Um, she is also infinitely flawed. Um, uh, you know, she's, she's far from perfect. I think if you want to do something really sexist, either write a woman on a pedestal who's infallible or write one of the, uh, uh, four cliched versions of women that we are allowed to see, uh, in, in most modern media. Um, and really if you avoid doing, and and in fact, the woman on the pedestal could be the fifth of those cliches. Um, but if you Women are people, see? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I think so. That's the secret is you write them like they're people. And if you're a writer, you be brave and you try not to worry about other people, what other people are going to say about you. You write a character that feels true to you and you let it go with that. Um, If you start writing for what other people are going to say about you, you're fucked before you start. Um, Now, there are going to be people who are going to write 
characters that they think are true and those characters are going to be big walking cliches and those people are just not very good writers and that's not their fault it's just the way it is but if they keep going they will probably break through it but you can't you can't write for write for the capital T truth write the person that seems real to you make sure she has agency what that means is she has, you have to know, and this is true of any character, male or female, you have to know what they want in any scene, in what is, what do they want? They want something. They have to want something, they have to act on it, and something has to get in their way, okay? This is really basic stuff. If you, if that character doesn't want something, that character is a lamp, that character is a plot device, and they don't belong in your story. And now I'm going to shut up. <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> Emma? Yeah, I, yeah, I think it basically is, you know, to think exactly what Kale says, you know, is to think of them about people and to give them some some layers, some depth. It's not, you know, not making them like plot excuses or, you know, not using them as a tool or as a vehicle to, to go somewhere. And the idea is, I think to I mean to write or to draw to you know to make them alive somehow you know is to 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 put yourself inside their brain and I think it doesn't matter much that is weak or strong I mean the wicked character can be can become the strongest of you know the whole characters you you can be treating in a story and you know even you know thanks to their weakness you know and I don't know I think that. I, I don't understand very well either, you know, the, the concept of strong female characters. Because, you know, everybody is strong and weak at the same time. You know, there's no nobody in the street that is just strong, that has no weak points or, you know, or or mistakes or, you know, that stuff. So if you think then, like, if, you know, if you try to put yourself inside the characters, they, they are going to act and to behave like you know, uh, believable people, um, that's, I think. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I'm not sure who this person is and I, I don't mean to jump down their throat. I think what I'm reacting to is just this, I don't get why this is hard. You know, I don't get, I, I, I don't, I, why are there not a exactly. plethora of questions about like, you know, how how do how do how do you write a man? Can can someone you know give me like some tips for writing a male character? Because I'm not really you know what I mean. Like does does that conversation ever happen? Um, or uh, and 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 I feel like I'm being an asshole because I feel like this question is coming from a genuine place of not wanting to offend. And but the thing is that like you. Just don't be a dick. Write a real character. Write someone who feels real to you. And that that's that is where you owe your allegiance. You owe your allegiance to that capital T truth. Um, I, I appreciate I appreciate not wanting to offend. So so write someone real and that won't be sexist. You know, whether she's whether she's strong, whether she's manipulative, whether she is, you know, very afraid in the world and timid, whatever that character is, if she feels real to you, 
then it's then it's not sexist and and write it and stand by it um but <clears throat> you know this this notion that there is like you know six rules for writing good women is, is like what the fuck women is people dudes <laughs> you know um um it, you know it's it's like that like thing that's like well you know i you know i, I don't know if kelly sue could write that a, a male-led a book like did it did anyone ever say ever say you know uh, uh brian bendis writing a spider woman book but he is neither a woman nor a spider <laughs> you know um like yeah exactly it seems that just us are asked about these things you know it's like it's a bit it's a bit weird i i i can't get used to that you know you're a woman how can you write a man how can you draw muscles or you know that stuff it's like it's weird or why you know th this kind of i mean you know I, I, I you can get inside every person's and think about how do they feel when you watch a movie you can identify yourself with the main character it doesn't matter if it's men or a woman you know if the movie is good i mean that that is what matters, I think. Or if you read a book, or you, d you don't need, you know, to find... I mean, even in video games, uh, you know, you, you, I, I've been playing video games my, my whole life. I'm, you know, dressing, you know, these tough dudes, t-shirts, you know, about mm -hmm. muscles and all that stuff, you know? And, you know, I, I enjoy the games. And, you know, it's not, it's not that, that terrible. Of course, you know, if from time to time, you, you, you know, it, I, I mean... It, in in the, the for example the other day I was talking with a friend who 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 was mentioning that for example it seems that you know the the child the the kids the for example the the boys are having problems with uh, with um, with some of Miyazaki movies because they have female uh, female like girls as a main character you know and that's it's all, it's all about you know this, that is all wrong you know and you can't you can't just you promote this kind of a stuff by by asking all the time about difference and and all that you know people is people do your character and you know and try them to 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 put yourself inside them and that's all you know to think as if you were yes, having yes. those troubles and all that that's There's cool. a, a a Laurence Olivier quote about working with uh, um, uh, he, I, think, I can't remember the story too well, but he, he was working with Dustin Hoffman, uh, yeah. and, uh, and and you know Hoffman was method acting and like putting himself through he hell, and and uh, uh, and Olivier was like, you know, my dear, have you have you ever tried acting? Um, you know, and I think that's, that's it. It's, it's just, it's pretend. Just pretend. You know, I, I also don't have superpowers, and yet I managed to write them. You know, like, I, I, have, I have never been in a position of saving the world, but I pretend. Um, and I think, you know, y y you, um, um, and this is, this is by way of apology to the questioner, like, you have the power of your imagination. You can inhabit anyone. Just pretend. You know, and try try to uh, uh, pretend in as authentic a way as you can. Really, get in their head. Think about what they want. Um, don't write them from the outside. Write them from the inside. Um, and do that with all of your characters. You know, be brutal. Be brutal. Awesome. 
Uh, Kelly Sue, what can you tell us then about uh, the lead character, Ginny, from Pretty Deadly and how she evolved, or if she did already, as you're going? You know, it's interesting. Um, uh, so, yeah, Jenny, when we first started this, was uh, was going to be a kind of uh, man-with-no-name sort of character, mm -hmm. but then, um, I, you know, I found her to be such a... a, a a cipher. It took a, a, a while for me to find my way into her head at all. And then it was like, am I, am, should I be in her head? Cause that's the thing about man with no name is you're, mm -hmm. you're not in his head, you know, the, the, um, and, uh, uh, and when we first started talking about this, this book has come so far. It is so not the book that I thought I was going to be writing. <laughs> um, yeah, it was supposed there was there was going to be a circus. There was going to be a Wild West, a traveling Wild West show. The um, the origin of the facial tattoo was it was supposed to it was going to be um, uh, her makeup from the the show from the like sharpshooter show. Um, so it's like really, and I still love some of those ideas a lot, but they just didn't have a place in this story that as the story wanted to be written. So we had to give them up. <sighs> Um, and it, and it hurt, but, uh, but yeah, Jenny is, um, uh, J Jenny is not center stage as much as you would expect, I think, um, or as much as I, I had expected in, in a way it's all about her without her having as much screen time as, as I had intended, but it seems to be the way it wants to go, um, but um, she's conflicted. Um, you know, she has a uh, her her loyalties are torn, um, and uh, and and I think there's a a point at which she ha she she has to determine what her purpose truly is. Um, boy, and that doesn't answer any questions. But that's that's the way this stuff is supposed to work. I think spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> We we just pulled up the image from the first uh, from the first issue of her by a stream, uh, sort of the red tinted stream. Emma, that is just such a gorgeously scary picture. I that's about the only way I can describe that. How did that come to you? Well, well, first thank you, and then <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, well, this um, as as we started to to create the story, we. We realized that this was not going to be a regular Western stuff because a lot of things appear here and there, you know, that started to sound a bit weird from the beginning. Um, and yeah, some kind of supernatural vibe was like, you know, taking place or around. And, and somehow I ended up uh, trying to to do, you know, some art. Uh, following that kind of weird vibe, um, the the first cover for Pretty Deadly is not the first attempt I did for that cover. Actually, the main one was more like Western, but with a very very close shot with the butterfly, which is the the second cover. But you know, the, uh, uh, former sketch adding that butterfly in a very very close shot, like very very Leone, you know, that you know that kind of shots he did with the spores and the boots, you know, but with the butterfly in this case and trying to add some kind of thing in the background about two 
to gunslingers fighting and that. But in the end, when I when we started to talk about all that and the animals and the characters and the, the world and and about their surreal elements and all that, you know, I uh, I you know a lot of ideas starting to came that that were completely different from from my my first approach and that's why i suppose that the streams came up with the hands and all that you know those things i can't explain very well how how they come to me because it's more like even if i don't believe in inspiration and all that because you know it's all about a library we have in our brain you know like some kind of you know movies you see comics and all that stuff you know got stuck there and when you need it it comes out so after thinking for a for a while like i got you know i came to the to that concept with the with the bones money uh, and the lake and the lake was also something we were talking about for the story spoilers i'm not saying anything okay. but yeah. but yeah something yeah there like, was a uh, yeah uh, a, um yeah, we were, we were doing some some research on um, uh, on coyote on the you know there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, tricksters uh, uh, there's a, there's a lot of influence of uh, like icon um, mythic or iconic trickster characters in this book um, and uh, and there was a, a a coyote story that we read that ended up changing significantly but finding its way into into the book and that image is the first hint of it um it's that that image on the cover is not literally how it plays out in the book but it's very much connected to that moment and it's gorgeous it's stunning i i really try to to play with some symbolism in the covers for you know, making people think about what the hell is going to be inside, you know, like that. And um, for example, and in I this think case, it, it reflects that the that kind of thematic, yeah. well, you know, the, the titular concept of like it is, it is, it is, it is both dark, it is morbid, and it is beautiful. It's it's beautiful, and and the coloring is beautiful. It's pink and light and lovely, and. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, and it's uh, and it, and it's and it, and if you look at it closely, it's horribly morbid. And even I don't know if you guys noticed this, but um, I uh, uh, the woman who did our um, uh, our logo um, really did this amazing thing where if if you look closely at the lettering, there's little skulls stamped into mm-hmm. it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things that got a, that really got to stick to the book till today, uh, not today, but so far, you know, you know, forever is part of the book. Was the the idea of the double nature, like pretty deadly? The title gave us a lot of, you know, a lot of a really good path to follow somehow. Because, for example, in, with the art, I I'm always trying to make things beautiful, but a bit uncomfortable. You know, mm-hmm. like for example, we the book is mature, and we are going to play with a lot of violence. But the violence is not like 
bloody disgusting. It's more like disgusting but beautiful. Um, that makes that even more uncomfortable, I think, or at least is what I'm trying to do. So this morning, I, uh, this morning, I was noticing uh, that you and I are into eye trauma. Uh, <laughs> what? You, you and I are into eye trauma. I think. Uh, <laughs> We have, uh, there is, there is lots of eye trauma in um, Pretty Deadly and there was eye trauma in, um, uh, in Osborne too. Do you remember the, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the floating eyeball? I like that. Dr. Wortham would be a pole. I don't know what our deal is, but we are totally into eye trauma. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's hopeless. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, that's that. It should uh, that that's something you know that we are following always when I, we are thinking about a scene or about the characters. It's all there's nothing black or white. It's all about the struggling, uh, not suffering, but you know, like yeah, like difficult things. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. It's not an. It's not an easy path for, for the characters to, to go, you know, so, I don't know, I hope everybody, I hope people find it interesting, I'm, I'm looking forward to see the reactions, I have a lot of, I'm, I'm curious to see how yeah, it's going to work and all that. Yeah, we're, um, um, we're on issue three now, we're just wrapping up three, and, um, uh, so it's been a while, like one has been, um, one has been, you know, kind of done for a long time. And, uh, but it's, it's now we're going to have to get it ready to upload and go to the printer. So I was working on it again this weekend and it was funny because I, I'm very proud of this book, but with each successive issue, I like, I like the successive issue more. And so like hmm. my favorite issue right now is issue three. Yeah, um, mine too. Yeah. <laughs> and and I was going back and looking at one and like, like, it was funny. I was like, oh, boy, I hope people like this. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anymore. Now I'm really nervous. Like, I hope I stick it out until three. Three is really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, my husband was just like sort of tut-tutting and shaking his head at me. He's done a lot more creator-owned books than I have. And apparently this is how it always goes for him. So. <laughs> Well, if you go by the reaction, uh, we did a show a couple, like a month ago or two months ago about our most anticipated books of the year, and we got so many listeners who wrote in with Pretty Deadly. So I know people are definitely excited about it. Um, right. And it comes out in October, right? October 23rd, I believe. That's correct. Is when yes. it hits stands. And I, I think they can, can they still order the number one issue from their from their shops? Absolutely, they can. Um, initial orders are in, I believe. I think the initial orders went in on the 18th. But um, uh, retailers still have a while that they can up their orders. So if you have not pre-ordered it and you want to make sure you get a copy, please, 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 please let your retailer know. Um, and uh, if uh, there are there's long extended diatribes about the importance of pre-ordering and why yes our system is broken and, and but right now we don't have a better answer um on my website um or you can write to me uh on twitter or on tumblr if you want more information about 
pre-ordering and the minutiae of the industry. Um, but if you're just interested in pretty deadly stuff, we have a pre-printed pre-order form on our uh, Tumblr, which is at pretty-deadly.com. That's pretty-deadly.com. Um, and uh, there's inspirational images there and, and previews of the book. I need to put, like, permalinks uh, uh, in the in the side to make that easier to find those things. But they're there. Scroll down. You'll find them. Awesome. Um, so that's out in October. Uh, the week you're actually listening to this, guys, I believe uh, issue 15 of Captain Marvel will be on the stands. That's uh, first in the Infinity tie-ins. And the week previous to when you're hearing this, I believe the first Avengers Assemble tie-in here Infinity is out. So uh, pick both those up. And I believe the first two volumes of Captain Marvel are in trade right now. Um, first two volumes of Captain Marvel are in trade, and I think Avengers Assemble Science Bros is in trade as well. Awesome, awesome. And uh, and Emerios is that also, you can see her art in the first trade of Captain Marvel as well. So uh, you guys should check that check all of those things out. Uh, Emerios and Kelly Sudaconic, thank you so much for joining thank us you. on Talking Comics. Thank, thank you, you guys. Yeah. Uh, so thank you guys for listening, and until next time, to be continued. <laughs>